Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The topics that we're going to talk about today that people tend to confuse is fibromyalgia with myasthenia gravis. People look at these two terms and they're like, what? They just kind of like jaw drop, eyes wide open, and they're like, uh, I don't know which one is which. I don't know what the signs and symptoms are. I don't know what to expect on the boards for these. So let's get into them. So the first one is fibromyalgia. What did I say earlier? I go, none of us had medical terminology as our first language. So when you, when you start to study and you're learning content, you have to understand, you have to learn to break down words from the prefix to the body to the suffix. You have to know how to break words down. Because on test day, as many students have said, they're going to give you something you don't know, but they expect you to break it down and try to figure it out. And even if you kind of get a hint of what it is, you're gonna be like, all right, cool. I kind of know they're going in this direction. So let me see what's available in the answer choices that may be applicable. So what is fibromyalgia? Well, let's break it down. Fibro meaning fibrous tissue. Myo meaning muscle and algia meaning pain. PN with a line over it is pain. So fibromyalgia, so we've got muscle pain, especially of the fibrous tissue of the muscle. So what about this do we need to know? Well, I don't really think causes are super high yield in general. In this situation, I do think that there are something more than causes, I think they're actually risk factors that could potentially lead to fibromyalgia. It's a very random diagnosis, a very random pathology, but um, things that could be a risk factor, well, first and foremost, genetics. Genetics can be a risk factor for fibromyalgia, but you could also get some sort of an infection that can lead to it. Okay, well, what type of infection? Viral, bacterial, it doesn't matter your body's muscle is causing pain. So wherever that infection infiltrates in the fibrous tissue, well, it can lead to fibromyalgia. PTSD is another one. PTSD, anxiety, and depression are all mental health issues that can lead to fibromyalgia. So just our, our own mental state is capable of causing muscle pain. And if you think about it, um, think about when we talk about mental health. When we talk about mental health, think about SIG E caps, right? When we talk about SIG E caps, you go all the way down to P. P is what? P stands for psychomotor retardation. I don't like the latter part of the word, but that is a medical diagnosis, or that is a term that they use. So psychomotor retardation means that because I'm depressed, I can't physically do things that I know I normally can just because my mental state is depressed. Meaning, oh, that five pound weight is, I can't lift it. It's too heavy. 
Because mentally I'm so depressed that my body is now reacting in the same way. So you're looking at this five pound weight and you're like, oh, it's just too much. Even getting out of bed for that matter is tough for people. And that requires energy. Now you take PTSD, anxiety, depression, put in their mental health state into PTSD, anxiety, or depression, and they can develop fibromyalgia. Abuse. Well, abuse would kind of fall in the same thing, right? Physical abuse, mental abuse, verbal abuse, whatever type of abuse. It can still lead to that mental depression, that mental state that can lead to fibromyalgia. So what are some signs and symptoms? So the causes, again, let's recap that. Risk factors are going to be genetics, infection, PTSD, anxiety, depression, abuse. Now we've got fibromyalgia. Now we've got this widespread muscle pain. But there are some specific areas that it actually targets, and we'll get into those, and those are called trigger points. But in fibromyalgia, what are the signs and symptoms? What type of a question is signs and symptoms? People get so, they go, they get so fixated on this next gen, next gen, next gen, right? Everyone wants to know about the next gen. But in reality, how much is next gen of our entire exam? Maybe 10 to 12%? Let's just, let's just say 15% on, on, on the high end, on the high end, 15%. That means 85% to 90% of your test is still going to be old school. It's going to be the old type of questions. So signs and symptoms are what? Select all that apply, right? Select all that apply. So with fibromyalgia, the first thing that we're going to talk about is muscle pain. This muscle pain is going to be in specific areas, and that's called trigger points. Trigger points. And we'll talk about those areas here when I draw a little stick figure diagram. So uh, you know my drawings, they're not the best. Um, you're also going to have bone pain general fatigue, you're going to get headaches, dry eyes. Um, the depression and anxiety can result or cause. They can go both ways. So if I've got this constant pain and I'm just, I can't get rid of it for whatever reason that I have it, genetics, infection, whatever it is, do you think it's possible that my pain can lead to depression and anxiety? Absolutely. Any chronic pain can lead to somebody becoming depressed and anxious. I once had a patient when I was doing, uh, when I was out in Chicago doing psych and neuro, uh, when I was on the psych floor, we had a patient that came in who was so depressed, they developed fibromyalgia, which basically exacerbated their depression. And when we talked about pain, my patient had told me, this is the severity of the pain. And when we talk about one of the trigger points, one is behind the scapula, okay? Right behind the scapula. And that's one of the trigger points. And my patient had told me that it felt like somebody took a spoon, dug it behind their scapula and was twisting it all day long. That's a pretty specific way to describe pain. So you can imagine how severe the pain can become. Yeah, it's not pleasant. So when we say, wait a minute, what's going on here? How bad is your pain on a scale of 1 to 10? Obviously, they were saying it was 10 out of 10, hence why they were admitted. So now, if I'm 
in pain or I've got depression and anxiety, do you think I'm going to have trouble focusing? Yeah. How about trouble sleeping? Yeah. And then how about um, bladder issues? Yeah. And if I have bladder issues, then I'm definitely going to have bowel issues. All that fibrous tissue, muscle tissue, um, bladder is muscle, right? So we've got these things that are going to all together make things worse. Like you compound one thing on top of the other, on top of the other, on top of the other. This is not a pleasant situation to be in. It's not a pleasant situation to be in. But now we come back to something that I teach over and over again, repetitive as I can be on a common theme that we will see over and over and over again. What am I going to do about a patient with fibromyalgia? What are the first things that I can do about this patient? Cognitive behavioral therapy, because we are talking about something that potentially could be a mental health issue, right? And with that, how about the mnemonic I came up with needs? Do you think nutrition can play a role in here? Absolutely. So there are some studies, and this is not board relevant, but just for real life. There are some studies that show that vitamin D and CoQ10, so vitamin D, calcium, and CoQ10, yeah, absolutely. Do you think that they can help with depression, that they can help with the body and the muscle? Yeah, absolutely. Now, it's not something that the boards are going to ask, but for real life. So it just shows you nutrition plays a big part in mental health, in body, so on and so forth. How about exercise? But Dr. Z, they're in so much pain. They're in so much pain. Like, how are they even going to exercise? Give me something that wouldn't be a lot of stress on the body. How about yoga? How about stretching? Walking maybe? Swimming? Yeah. Give me what you can do, but give me something. You'll be surprised how important exercise is. Oh, well, Dr. Z, they've got a broken leg or they're in too much pain. It doesn't matter. Give me what you can. When does needs ever change? N-E-E-D-S. Nutrition. Exercise. E-T-O-H is what? Alcohol. E-T-O-H is alcohol. And we are going to avoid alcohol. Do you think alcohol is going to exacerbate fibromyalgia? You better believe it. Yeah. So are we going to say uh, decrease it? No. We're going to say altogether cut it out. And then what's another substance that is full of carcinogens that will deteriorate our body and our brain? Cigarettes. So don't smoke. The DS in needs. Don't smoke. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, I say this over and over again because I talk about this in cardio. Yes, absolutely. Do I talk about this in GI? Yes. Do I talk about this in endocrine? Yes. Respiratory? Yes. Here we are in musculoskeletal. Do I talk about it here? Yes. When does it ever change? You use this moving forward? In any, in any question, this is your select all that apply. Find it. 
Find nutrition, find a type of exercise, find that you can't drink and don't smoke. When do you say the opposite? Never, 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 never. So that's where we start because we always start from least invasive to most invasive. Least invasive to most invasive. So CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy. Get into a group with other people that have fibromyalgia. You'll be surprised at how many people are going to be like, yeah, I deal with it in this manner. And you're like, wow, I never really thought about that. Oh yeah, would you like to talk about it? Or when you're in pain, hey, you know, would you like to, um, you know, give me a call when you're feeling really down or depressed? You'll be surprised, you'll be surprised. Cool, all right. But there are other ways to treat it. So some of the more popular drugs, and I'm only gonna talk about the two, um, the two popular drugs that I think will show up on the boards the two most popular drugs that will show up on the boards. The first one is an SNRI. SNRI is what? A serotonin, norepinephrine, reuptake inhibitor. And the SNRI that the boards are going to like is duloxetine, duloxetine. So what is an SNR? When do we typically use an SNRI or an SSRI, right? They're basically the same thing, except for one is a selective serotonin, SSRI. This one attacks serotonin and norepinephrine. Do you think serotonin and norepinephrine in our brain in good levels helps fight depression and anxiety? Absolutely. So very important to know duloxetine is an SNRI, we use it in mental health, but we can use it here because again, what are some of the main causes? Mental health, mental health, right? All right, that's the first one. The next one is a nasty drug, tricyclic antidepressants, TCA, tricyclic antidepressants. And the one that we use for fibromyalgia is amitriptyline, again, we're talking about antidepressants. Notice both the drugs that I'm using are attacking the mental health portion of it. Have you noticed that? So you can imagine when we talk about genetic infection, cool. But when you talk about abuse, PTSD, anxiety, depression, we're talking about mental health. So I know I put this in musculoskeletal because the presentation is gonna be because of that muscle pain. But ultimately, look at this. Do you think this can overlap into mental health? 100%, 100%, especially when it comes to treatment and or risk factors. So now we think about this and we're like, all right, TCAs, TCAs, we learned about this in mental health. What about TCAs or amitriptyline are we freaking out about? First and foremost, with any antidepressant, both that I mentioned, What's the first thing that we're scared of? With any antidepressant, you're always scared of that black box warning that this drug may cause suicidal ideation. If I gave somebody duloxetine or I gave somebody amitriptyline, what is a statement on the boards that's gonna scare me, that I'm freaking out about, that this person is potentially suicidal? They're going to say, I'm still in pain or depressed, but I've got all this energy. Like I've got all this energy, but I still feel really, really bad internally. Now they've got the energy to potentially go out 
and commit suicide. Some other things, they're giving away all their belongings. They're not making future plans. Whoa, red flag, right? Pay attention to these. These are things that may subtly get into your answer choices and you'll just kind of overlook it. Oh, they're getting rid of their stuff. Eh, maybe they didn't need it. No, 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 absolutely not. They're giving things away because they don't need it and they, don't, they know they're not gonna use it anymore. That's what I'm freaking out about. How about that patient that says, eh, I'm not even worried about my next birthday. Who cares? I don't care about my grandkids' birthday. You know, it's coming up, who cares, whatever. Yeah, now I'm freaking out. Now I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. This person doesn't care about the future? However, if they're like, yeah, I can't wait to see my, grand uh, my grandkids turn five and six, hmm, now you're thinking in the future, right? So look at that mentality, look at that mentality. Very important, very important, suicidal ideation. With TCA specifically, TCA specifically, like amitriptyline, we're worried about cardiotoxicity. With cardiotoxicity, we're worried about dysrhythmias. Somebody tell me what the most deadliest dysrhythmia there is out there. When we talk about cardiotoxicity, we're talking about V-fib. We're talking about V-fib, yeah. And when we talk about that in our EKG lectures, it's pretty straightforward. We're freaking out about it. V-fib, you D-fib, right? We talk about that all the time in our EKG lectures. All right. The last drug that we can give is more of a recent drug and it's kind of interesting because it doesn't help with muscle pain, but it helps with neuropathy. And that is pregabalin. Pregabalin. So it, it does affect GABA. And what we're worried about here is we can help with the neuropathy. I would not be surprised if they gave pregabalin with one of the other drugs. Like if you were to give gabapentin, pregabalin, they're all the same class of drugs, gabapentin, pregabalin. They all help with neuropathy. I wouldn't be surprised if they gave them together. Give them a duloxetine and give them a gabapentin or a pregabalin. So now you got the, the depression portion, the mental health portion of it, and you're helping with neuropathy. Now we're kind of attacking two for one um, at the same time. So that's that. Trigger points. Where are our trigger points? So my wonderful stick figure human being. If you're looking at the front of a patient, you're gonna look underneath the jaw, kind of right around the neck area, above the clavicle, that whole area can be a trigger point. Your forearm as well too. And then your calf, if you're looking at the patient straight forward. If you turn your patient around and you look towards your back, the lower neck, shoulders, and underneath the scapula lower neck, shoulders, and underneath the scapula. Go straight down your lower back and your glutes, and your glutes. These are the more common trigger points. Are these the only trigger points? No, absolutely not. This can present anywhere, but these are the ones that typically present themselves. So that is fibromyalgia. Super high yield, and a topic that people tend to like just put in the back burner and not think about it. So I want you to know that this is a high yield subject and know everything that I've taught you thus far.